Alright, alright. How are you, buddy? If you're new around here, I welcome you to Drop Pass Podcast, a community for all sports fans. 25th episode underway, and so we have reached the quarter mark of 100, and the aim is to surpass that number with flying colors at some point. The best time of the year is right around the corner, and last week we checked out the progress of the top prospects around the globe, and came to a conclusion that most of the young bucks are coming along fairly nicely in their respective leagues, and I didn't even go too overboard with the analysis, so... I have to give myself a pat on the back for not doing so. This week, I thought that it could be nice to make a proper introduction episode, where I tell you some background about me, clear out what I want to achieve with this project, how I ended up starting this, and what are my future goals for the podcast, etc. I'm going to include a short coverage on the latest headlines as I usually do, but don't expect to see a massive dialogue about NHL or anything remotely related to it. We are also going to touch upon mental health aspect, but unfortunately this week we are not going to hear a lot about latest sporting news. But hopefully, if you don't know me personally, you could find some kind of connection with me and understand more how this whole thing came about. And I feel like it could bring a personal touch to this podcast. After all, I want to be transparent and really want to create value for you each week, And like I said, create a community for sports fans across the globe. Not just to benefit from this personally. Since if you don't know, this isn't my job. I do this purely for my own pleasure and hopefully someone else enjoys these weekly ramblings about different sports as well. Some creators don't want to be as transparent and bring up personal stuff and I totally respect that. But I feel like this could bring me closer to you and you could get to know me a bit more as well as what this podcast is really all about. And although we are on our way to 500 downloads, which seems surreal to me because I didn't expect those kinds of numbers after just six months from starting this whole circus. Like I've said, this isn't about the numbers. This is purely a way for me to express myself, bring out my thoughts and share some of the things that you may not want, need or have desired to research and track. And by that, create a community for individuals who enjoy these topics as much as I do, or even less, but just want to support my young journey. Seemingly, that is the case for some of you, the numbers have been going up continually, and I'm extremely grateful for that regardless. If you enjoy this content, go follow the Instagram page at the drop underscore pass which is solely dedicated for this podcast, where I will upload some sneak peeks, insider information and announcements for the future episodes. Also, press that follow button on the app you're using so you don't miss any new episodes and give a rating on Apple Podcasts if you are using Apple devices, since it would help the podcast tremendously and get this thing to wider audiences. But enough chit-chat, hopefully you got the point I tried to make here. Because we are going to start the episode as we always do. So without further ado, let's get going. Okay, you handsome devil. As mentioned, this episode is going to be all about me. I'm just kidding. Of course, 
the birth of this podcast is on the menu as well. But first, let me tell you quickly about the biggest headlines concerning Champions League, NBA and the NHL. First, we have the Champions League, where City, PSG, Liverpool, Ajax, Los Blancos, Inter, Bayern, United, Chelsea and Juventus secured their spots in the round of 16. In the NBA, Golden State Warriors and Phoenix Suns are cruising in the West, thanks to Chef Curry and Devin Booker. And by the way, go follow me on Twitter to see the best highlights from each night. Kevin Durant is carrying the Nets. Giannis, well, he's still a freak. LeBron is throwing hands and getting people kicked out of the games. Dejounte Murray has raised his level in San Antonio. And Houston Rockets is a total dumpster fire. Even worse than Arizona in the NHL, so that should tell you how ridiculously bad they are. In the show, Ovi is straight up unstoppable and raising his heart stock by each game. Yotes are still the worst team in the league. What else did you expect? Seattle's entry draft stock is rising. Please, for the love of God, blow the whole team to smithereens. Get the best value out of your players while you can, because you ain't making the playoffs this year. Plain and simple. Vancouver's whole organization is on fire, but that shouldn't surprise anyone. And despite me saying that their defense was absolutely atrocious in the last episode, the offense ain't any better either. The only forwards that are actually capable of doing something else than warming their asses on the bench are JT Miller and Connor Garland. While on defense, the only guys that bring something else to their lineup than just their presence are Quinn Hughes and, believe it or not, Oliver ekman Larson. Yes, it has become that f***ing bad. And that sure Demko is the last player you can blame on this team. Pedersen and Besser have been nowhere to be found, so whoever finds either of these two, please return them to Vancouver, because they are lost, to say the least. Benning's moves in the offseason are looking worse and worse by each day, and the draft Mastro has shown why he deserves a footprint up his ass. I don't get why they are as bad as they've been, and neither does anyone else. They have the roster to battle for the top spots, but the team is straight up sucking balls at this point. Please, get your sh** together. Boston is lacking three lines from the roster, and no, it isn't because of injuries. They just haven't showed up to their games. Montreal is even worse than I expected. The Islanders can't catch any breaks and are missing significant amount of their top players, which they are currently suffering from. Calgary is a wagon and has currently the best goalie tandem in the league. Plus, Oliver Shillington is finally breaking out of his cage in Alberta. Nazem Kadri is putting on a show in his contract year. Kale Makar is taking part in Dancing on Ice. Troy Terry, check the notes, bud. Lucas Raymond is still an absolute stud. And lastly, Philip Grubauer is currently the most overpaid player in the league. No need for negotiations. Hopefully, that coverage keeps you full until next week, because those were pretty much the headlines from the past week or two. Still slowly heading towards the Olympics, and I'm still waiting for a few teams to rise in the standings. And I promise you that we are going to do a mid-season check for each team once they've gotten closer to the 41-game mark. 
Teams in the Champions League still have one game left, so I don't feel the need to comment any further about the competition until the round of 16 matchups are finalized and announced to the public. With that said, I think we have covered most of the bases that I planned, so if you are ready, let's head to see what this man is all about. To get some background, I feel like I need to properly introduce myself a bit more, since I don't want to be one of those creators who almost anonymously publishes content without any connection to their listeners, and I feel like that could enhance the activity to some extent, once you get to know me and my story a bit more. Some of you might see this as all content, but I assure you, you might find some points or experiences which you can relate to on your own personal life, so at least stick for a moment. But let's begin. I'm a 24-year-old business student from Finland, who has dedicated his life to some extent to ice hockey and overall I've always been extremely into sports because of my upbringing. I started playing hockey somewhere around my fifth birthday and my dad had an impact on this journey because of his own background in the sport. And don't get me wrong, he didn't blatantly force me to the rink, it was all about slowly falling in love with hockey and the competitive aspect as well as the whole camaraderie surrounding it. All throughout my life I've been competing in different sports and have always been keen on trying new stuff, but if I had to nominate one sport that I don't have any patience with is golf. I know some of you are ripping your hair apart at this point, but just hear me out. You might ask, well, how do you know that? And you don't just suck at it. And my answer to that is simply because I can't even handle a simple round of mini golf to be completely honest, so there's that. My patience and temper just aren't made for it, and maybe at an older age I might rethink the whole idea of starting it, but for now, just too stressful for me to make that commitment. Also, I have to admit that sometimes I'm kind of a guy who goes either all in or is totally out, and not in a good sense. Somehow, I just don't have the desire to do something for the pure sake of it, and if I don't find it interesting enough, I won't even bother with it. When it comes to golf, of course, there are many different aspects to it, why so many people love the sport, but to me, there needs to be something to work towards, and I feel like I might end up in the deep end really fast if I ever made the decision to start the sport, so there's that concern as well. I won't cross that off my list, but we will check back in few years what's my opinion on this matter at that point. But yeah, back to hockey. So I played through all the junior ranks of Finnish junior system and spent the last three years in U20 Liga, where I realized the gap between professional sport and the juniors, and why I had worked towards becoming that one day. All I knew at that point was hockey, and it wasn't an easy decision to retire since if my calculations are correct, I spent about 15 years of my life around the sport that I still very much love. I retired during the 17-18 season, and the joke here is that the team ended up winning the championship that exact year. Yes, How I ended up being a part of the championship celebrations is a whole nother story on its own, but let's not get into that. 
After all, we ended up winning two bronze medals as a team during my time. One with U18s and one with U20s, so I can't be too mad at the end of the day. Those are nothing to boast about, but when put into the right context, it could have been a whole lot better or worse if I had just stayed another year with the team. But I can assure you, no regrets. It was all about the guys that did it, and I don't regret my decision of dropping out when I did. And obviously I have to say that I wasn't a total duster on the ice. Only just. When it comes to my playstyle, I was the hashtag no hands gang, the man who loved to play physically and against the top guys on the opposing team. If you check my stats, do you see that once I met the U18 team, I decided to focus on the defensive side of the puck more and more, and I enjoyed it. Even how idiotic that might sound to you. Blocking shots, making the easy breakout passes was my bread and butter, and when I saw a chance to cross the unexpected opposing forward, well, Sometimes few were left on the train tracks. Keep the change. No hands whatsoever, mediocre shot and not amazing on skates, so pretty much a grocery stick would represent my playstyle fairly well. No international or professional games, but saw what the Finnish junior ranks had to offer, except the playoffs in U18s and U20 level when it comes to actually playing in those games. That could be my biggest regret that I didn't see any postseason games, but oh well, it is what it is. Can't turn back the clock. And at least I got to see the guys winning the shift. I am a huge Habs fan, for all you wondering, but the funny thing here is that I also like the Bruins. Yeah. I can already feel some of you starting to boil at this point, but it should tell you something about my unbiased opinion on all the teams. I am a fan of the sport and the actual Habs fandom stems from my young age when my dad bought me a giant Patrick Wall poster where he was standing in front of a brick wall. So that was the point when I became a Habs fan and by drafting Carey Price and P.K. Subban in the early 2000s they won me to their side completely. I don't hate any of the teams but of course I have some teams that I pay closer attention to than the others, but overall, I don't discriminate when it comes to NHL teams. I don't have any favorite players, so don't even ask, but growing up, my idol was Dion Phaneuf, who recently announced his retirement. More so, I enjoy watching the young guns develop and become the next big things on the league, which you should be able to see from the constant coverage. In European football, my team is Real Madrid, and... If I had to nominate a team from England, it would be the Red Devils, and you don't have to be Einstein to understand why. There's a clear pattern. But conversely, here I'm more of a fan of the players, and I have to admit that I only pay close attention to Champions League, so that's why we don't have as much football coverage on a weekly basis, but don't think that I don't watch the games. The thing is that there's only so much time to spend, and purely too many leagues to keep an eye out. I'm also a huge basketball fan, but since the NBA is played in the same time zone as the NHL, you don't have to guess why I prefer the latter one. I would also love to learn more about the NFL and American football as a whole, but the same problem occurs here as well, and of course that would also add to the numbers when it comes to constant checking of the stats 
and highlights from each weekend. Though they have much shorter seasons and I tend to watch every Super Bowl so maybe I get into it in the future or at least I hope so. Lastly the UFC which has slowly grown on me and I've learned more and more about the sport in the past few years as the brightest superstars have broken through to the worldwide stage. I love the fact that these events don't occur every other weekend and it has brought an element where the casual streaming and pure enjoyment has become somewhat analytical process as I've learned more while I still very much enjoy the fights. It has slowly become one of my favorite sports and keeps growing on me as I learn more and more about the martial arts. But after that I think we get back to more serious talk. Well, what caused my retirement in the first place? I have to first say that there were multiple factors that affected the decision and I don't feel uncomfortable talking about them or try to shy away from the facts that played part in it. The first screw that started the process was my first major injury in 2016 when I was diagnosed with a fracture in one of the joints in my spine, which kept me away from the game about 6-7 to seven months. That doesn't sound like a long time to some, but I can assure you, the weeks go by pretty slow when you are not competing or training with the rest of the team. This was first really tough year for me since the incident happened during the summer training camp, and I ended up missing significant time from the start of the season which means that I had lots of ground to cover because I was unable to train diversely. The back prevented me from skating and just running for many months, and if you've gone through similar kind of experience, you probably know how hard it feels to come back when the team has already found its course, players have developed totally differently related to you, and you just feel like you are always one or two steps behind everyone else, even though you feel okay and are physically in good shape. Especially the mental side of things is the hard part because your body just doesn't work the way you are expecting it to. You just have to do what you are instructed by the professionals in order to start feeling like things are going to get better with time. But only the time spent away from the team when they are either on the ice or doing their workouts starts to nag on you unconsciously. That is your family outside of your home after all. Nevertheless. That was the first tough year for me mentally, and even though I recovered well from that injury, I felt like I didn't get to my full level the whole year, and it drove me to train even harder during the next off-season. The next season came by, and I was feeling extremely committed, and wanted to prove to myself, as well as the coaches and teammates, that I wasn't as bad as I was during the previous season. After all, you have to prove yourself on a daily basis in order to earn your place in the starting roster, and I wanted to make a difference that season, since at that point I was one of the older guys on the team. Regardless, the season started well for me, and right away I noticed the hard work I had put in during the offseason, and felt like this was going to be a strong comeback season for me, as well as for the whole team. Until... I think it was around this time of the year, when in a game against Ilves, I felt a snap somewhere around my groin area in the second period of the game. And no, it wasn't my dick cutting in half, as some of you wise asses might suggest. I didn't think too much of it at the time, but felt like everything wasn't right 
even though I wasn't feeling too much pain. Didn't know yet what, but just that something was really wrong. Well, after we got back from the road trip, I felt that, okay, something was definitely wrong here. And I told that I wasn't able to play the next day. Went to the doctor and stayed off the ice for a couple of weeks until it felt like it was healed again. Well, that week we had a mid-season tournament where we played three games in three days. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that I played the last game almost on one foot and glided as much as I could in that game. Not that I didn't do that in other games, absolute pigeon as I am. And you can fact check that from my deep partner Pena Crusher Pennanen if you don't believe my story. The positive side here is that the rink we played in was on the smaller scale and enabled me to minimize the strides with my left leg. Well, after that game, we went back home and another two weeks without ice. And the expectation was that there was something wrong with my hip flexor, which would heal with time, but that unfortunately wasn't the case. Another few weeks went by and I felt like I could step onto the ice again. And after the first try, I felt like someone had stabbed me with a knife that penetrated through the hip flexor. It was time for some MREs. The doctor found a fracture from my hip joint and that there was an osteophyte near the fracture, which meant surgery and similar rehab to my back injury. As CJ once said in GTA San Andreas, Aw shit, here we go again. Another long rehab in front of me and possible end to a really good season on a personal level. Well, the surgery and rehab went extremely well, but the back-to-back setbacks had taken a toll on me mentally. And at that point, I wasn't sure about my future in the sport and if I had enough strength to go through another possible setback. Before the season, I had made a promise to myself that I was going to put everything on the line and leave no stones unturned to see where I was headed on my career. I talked with my coaches about the situation after the season and I have to be grateful for all the support they gave me alongside all my teammates, coaches, trainers and other personnel throughout those years. Coaches understood the situation and I told them that I wanted to come back for another season and have another strong summer after my rehab. But there were still few moving parts along the way to the next season. The summer training camp began and after first four weeks of that stint, I got accepted to my current school program and few weeks later I was hired to my current job as well. Once again, I told the coaches about the situation but this time I had made the decision to complete my rehab with the team since it was possible and then say farewells to the organization and continue my journey in different environment. So to conclude, it was a mix of many factors but for sure the back-to-back somewhat lengthy injuries took a real toll on me and while I still love the sport, I feel like it was time for me to hang up my skates and focus on different aspects of life without forgetting where I came from. I would be lying to you if I said that it also wasn't an end product of time as well, since the more time you spend on your own, more time you have to think, and going through back-to-back lengthy injuries, you start to question yourself and think, 
if this is the road you want to spend the rest of your life on. And if you don't have any similar experiences, I can assure you that the physical rehab isn't a problem here, but the time trying to convince yourself that it's going to get better, maybe in four months or seven months, give or take. I'm still very tight with the guys I got to know and support their journeys wherever they play, whether it is in Finland, Denmark or even the NHL. I feel extremely grateful for the opportunity to play as long as I did, and I don't feel like it was a waste of time whatsoever. I don't feel like I could have made the pros, but enjoyed the ride as long as it lasted. After all, we are all on a lifelong trip. But as you can see, I haven't been able to step aside from the sport completely, and nowadays, enjoy hockey through totally different lenses. Special thanks goes to my trainer Jutte for his work with me. And with that said, hopefully at some point we could get some of my former teammates to participate in the future episodes, since we had some colorful characters to say the least, and players who most likely have some stories to tell. But that pretty much leads to this point where I still enjoy the sport but my focus has shifted from professional sport to more business oriented perspective and to a point where I share my own knowledge and passion to you, my new deep partner. But then, to even more serious topic, the mental side of things. The stigma around the mental health aspect around the sport is slowly starting to fade away as the top professionals such as Robin Lehner, Kerry Price and Jonathan Ruan are coming out with these issues and letting the public know as well as the others in the league that it's a real problem and something needs to be done in order to fix it. I wanted to share my own experience to support these vanguards and although the pressure is totally different in the professional level, I want to express the fact that these things actually happen even in minor levels and no one should be ashamed of them whatsoever. And just as a side note before we go any deeper, I'm completely honest when I say that I'm not seeking any sympathy with this next topic, and I'm not any master of psychology, I just want to create more visibility around this subject and share my own experience so that someone might think twice on how to deal with similar issues. Despite my injuries only taking about a year out of my career, The fact is that they start to chip away day by day almost unconsciously and at the end of that period you might be facing a huge iceberg of undealt pressure, confusion and thoughts. Most people who have competed on a high level know that there are multiple other factors which affect your mood, performance and life overall. It is not just your routines which are a big part of it all. You count the days and months to your comeback, but once you are back, you realize that I'm nowhere near the level I was expecting and there's another fight to be had in order to get back to your level and competing for spots against your teammates. The pressure itself grows unconsciously and at some point becomes part of your nature. And when you add to that possible mental struggles, you end up in deep waters where you see only one or two possible ways back up. Even though you might feel inside you that something is not currently 100%, you may push it down thinking, everyone goes through rough patches and you just have to work your way through it. And that is completely true, 
you are responsible for handling the situation at the end of the day with or without help. But sometimes there's something else beneath that feeling and you have to acknowledge that in order to work your way through it. Otherwise, you just bury that feeling, which might come back to haunt you later on. Even though you might not recognize the feeling of pressure, you understand that it's present at all times. Since after all, all your daily activities are aimed to enhance your physical performance that day, and that's how we humans usually work. But there becomes a point where the pressure works as a vacuum, which sucks in all the negative thoughts that you might be dealing with, and they start to mount on top of each other, creating a huge pile of shit you have to deal with. And sometimes if you don't reverse that trend in time, it all comes down at once. You have to be mentally extremely strong to succeed, but just after I retired, I started to realize how big of an impact the unconscious pressure had on me without even realizing. Especially during the days when you feel like all the dominoes are falling down at the same time. Every road trip, every off-ice workout and even family time starts to feel like a burden. Which are meant to be the pieces that hold you together when you are not playing the game, which is only the cherry on top. Those are the moments when I realized that something wasn't right, but still I let myself believe that I will fight through this on my own, even though when looking back at it, The real answer could have been just a meaningful conversation with a person who actually cared. It is hard to understand as you are in that position, but your mind has bigger impact on you than you would like to admit. And the funny thing here is that the coaches are probably the ones that first notice these behaviors, but still we don't want to express these feelings because they might affect the outcome of our actions. And it shouldn't be like that. I can assure you that there isn't one person on this planet that hasn't dealt with issues bigger or smaller to this. Or if they believe that they've managed to do so, either they haven't faced them yet or are straight up ignoring. And I ain't afraid to say that out loud, believe me. Especially as the competition gets tougher, these things are left in the rear view mirror. But as I said, without acknowledging these things, and working towards finding different solutions. They just cluster up and at some point, or even numerous times, fall down like a house of cards. The mental coaching and research are still on its very early phases, but I know from my own experience that it's a real factor, and your body and mind go along with each other, and without the other, you cannot find your full potential. Plain and simple. If you don't believe me, read some books. Thoughts start to creep in, am I good enough, what's wrong with me, what others are thinking, how can I fight through this, and is there someone who could help me, but unfortunately sometimes there isn't, or at least you can't find that someone, because you are to some extent afraid or hesitant to ask for help. That shouldn't be the case, since it really affects you in a big way, whether you like it or not, and it's more common than we'd like to think. And this also factors in the civilian life. The circumstances are totally different, but still the same aspect plays a key role in that environment as well. Just switch sport to work and you have the same circumstance. By this, I want to make you think your own experiences and if you can relate to these in any shape or form. And like I said, 
By this, I wanted to raise some awareness around the subject and could even go deeper into this topic if you want me to, since I've been thinking about this many times after my retirement. But now that I've bled my heart out for you, I think we should move on to more pleasant topics. And I'd like to tell you how and why this podcast was founded and what I'm trying to create with this platform. So let's go. To tackle this thought out of the way, some who think that I'm doing this for fame or some kind of profit, that's completely not the case. As I started to publish more and more episodes, I started to realize that I felt better internally. And by that, I don't mean that I felt some kind of enlightenment, but more so, I felt that something was coming off my chest. I realized that I had internal frustration of not being able to share something that was important to me. And that is the topic of sports and even more hockey talk. I've always enjoyed the conversation surrounding hockey. But as you play the game, you don't want to spend too much time talking about things you are doing almost 24-7. And now that I've realized that this works as a platform to make that happen and tell you about things that are near to my heart, I'm 100% real with this one, even though it might sound completely stupid. So with that in mind, I'm trying to create a community for people who enjoy these matters as much as I do. And I want to create discussions surrounding these topics, whether it is related to hockey or some other sport. And for sure, I'm going to include some other characters to this podcast at some point. So the main point is that I had a need and currently I can fulfill that need with this podcast. And I don't have this indescribable feeling of not being able to speak even when there could be these opportunities somewhere else. This feels natural to me and you don't have to be a hardcore fan to participate in these topics. As it is written in the podcast Instagram page, you belong. I try to be as unbiased as possible, but occasional little chirps towards all the teams and players is justifiable, at least in my mind. And it also fits the sport culture. In this current climate we live in, it is even harder to meet with people and have meaningful conversations. So I hope that this fills that need to some extent as well. And when I encourage you to spread the word about this podcast, I'm of course trying to get this podcast to reach more people. But the aim behind it is sincerely the fact that I went through this kind of feeling and want people to join in with little to no resistance. And with English, I feel that it is possible to attract people globally, which was the reason why this podcast isn't in Finnish. Even though... It is my native language. So there's pretty much already two reasons why I created this platform. The third is that I like being held accountable and making things on my own. And quite simply, this is the purest way of doing that, while also being somewhat entrepreneurial. I want to test the different aspects of business engagement, whether it is marketing, engagement or just monetization related. And this is an easy way to test the waters and break into the market little by little. As you've probably noticed, I want to dedicate most of the episodes to hockey, but I also want to create diverse content to keep things fresh and crispy. I think so far, if you have paid any attention to episode details, you can see the type of contents I want to focus on. When it comes to hockey, the main competitions and leagues, latest headlines, prospects, drafts, future and past, 
as well as various stats and some throwback topics are going to be the main attractions at least in the near future. Champions League, UFC and NBA are my other so-called areas of expertise. But if you want me to bite into other sports as well, I'm always open for new ideas and quite honestly, it would be cool to include some topics that you have suggested. I believe that most of you tune in to hear about the new NHL news and I try to involve those to at least every other episode, regardless of the current topic. When it comes to future, I got something planned out, but I won't spoil anything yet. You just have to trust me on this one. I hope to be as consistent as possible, but future holidays, for example, might cause some problems. Because after all, I want to enjoy my spare time as well. So I won't make any promises. But after all, the U20 World Championships are played during the new year, so at least I have to touch upon that event before the tournament starts. I'm also going to make an episode going through the current NHL season, as I said, and review each team's performance so far. And of course, I can't leave the Olympic Games without any attention. So those are at least some topics that you are going to see in the near future for CERN. I hope that this episode made you think, or at least think about thinking, you lazy ass. And I even encourage you to listen to this multiple times since these are not easy things to think about and they require full consciousness to understand what I'm trying to say. Since you might have gone through similar experiences even without realizing as I mentioned during my rant about the mental side of things. Hopefully this wasn't too negatively charged episode since I really wanted to make an episode where I lay the land when it comes to my personal background in sports as well as the background and the future of this podcast. It ended up reaching larger topics than I had first thought, but as I said, only to raise awareness around these issues since they've been in the press as of late. Next week, we will hopefully be back with some more NHL-related topics and we might have some exciting news coming up during the next few weeks. So stay tuned until I release plans for future episodes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and come back next week as we get back to more usual sports topics. Have a wonderful week and as always, stay tuned. Stay safe. Until next time. Alright.